Did you know there's a thing called the third hand smoke? Well, if you didn't, we're gonna talk about it today. Welcome back to the Arson and Science Guy podcast, where we talk about the trending topics in science and healthcare every single day. And today we're talking about third hand smoke. I'm gonna try to answer for you what it is, exposure and health effects, and the chemical composition and the reservoirs where the third hand smoke can be found. Right after a word from our sponsor. Okay, let's address the elephant in the room first. What's third-hand smoke? According to the definition, it's a contamination by tobacco smoke that lingers following the extinguishing of a cigarette, cigar, or other combustible tobacco product. So if it went in order, the first-hand smoke refers to what is inhaled into the smoker's own lungs. So that makes the second-hand smoke a mixture of exhaled smoke and other substances leaving the end of the cigarette that enters the atmosphere and can be inhaled by others. So imagine somebody smoking and you're inhaling it, that's secondhand smoking. And then after everything settles, after the smoke settles and the smoke gets embedded in the walls and in other places, and then it can come out and you can smell it. That's called the thirdhand smoke. The end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. It sounds kind of interesting, probably not as harmful as secondhand smoke, but the question you're probably asking yourself is, is there even enough significance to the thirdhand smoke that we should even talk about this? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's break this down. Humans can be exposed to the third-hand smoke through inhalation, skin contact, or ingestion. Many common surfaces can accumulate third-hand smoke compounds, including furnishings, walls, and flooring, and clothes. So who do you think is mostly affected by this third-hand smoke, everybody? Well, it looks like the third-hand smoke is thought to potentially cause the greatest harm to infants and young children, because younger children are more likely to put their hands in their mouths or to be cuddled up to a smoker with toxins or their skin and clothes. And you know how infants are. They crawl on the floor and eat from their hands without washing them first. And they pretty much eat the toxins into their developing system. According to the study I found conducted by Northrop, 22% of infants and children are exposed to secondhand smoke, thirdhand smoke, in their homes each year. And this makes them become the major proportion of the 126 million non-smokers exposed to harmful tobacco products annually, actually. Though research is limited, there are many harmful health effects that have been linked to the third-hand smoke exposure. And since we're talking about little kids here, it's important to understand that the third-hand smoke has the potential to impair wound healing by altering the body's natural anti-inflammatory response, remodel respiratory structure due to increased collagen deposits in airways, and cause permanent damage to DNA. And probably some of the most common health effects include asthma, increased cough, morbidity, and other respiratory conditions. For example, if a pregnant woman is exposed to third-hand smoke, it can slow fetal lung development in the third trimester. One other research I found says that the third-hand exposure can also be linked to sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, as a potential cause factor, and has also been linked to cognitive and memory deficits in growing children. But let's be honest here, we're exposed to chemicals and carcinogens all day, every day. And to predict which ones are causing SIDS and which ones aren't, there's really no correlation here that can be measured. So whether or not these largely theoretical relationships are actually causal in humans at realistic exposure levels remains to be seen. In my opinion, some of the most objective ways to trace third-hand smoke is to basically find third-hand smoke components using biomarkers. And again, if we see biomarkers in somebody's cells, for example, we can't really tell that it causes any kind of disease or SIDS like I mentioned previously. But if you didn't know, a biomarker is basically a measurable indicator of some biological state or a condition. So for example, you can find biomarkers in blood. You can find them in urine, for example, when you do your lab tests to look for certain biomarkers. Like if somebody's having a UTI, you can find a biomarker from the UTI. You can tell that somebody has a UTI, basically. 
So if we're really going to go down the scientific rabbit hole and try to find biomarkers in someone, it is important to acknowledge that the biomarkers of third-hand smoke because they indicate the severity and the presence of disease. In a recent study involving mice, biomarkers of third-hand smoke were discovered after four weeks of initial exposure at equivalent levels to those found in homes and smokers. And remember, these are mice and not humans. We cannot directly, objectively juxtapose this to humans, but you kind of get an idea of how this thing works. In this experiment, researchers used a system that mimicked that of the exposure to humans and sought out biomarkers found in serum, liver, and brain tissues in the mice. So these poor mice were then exposed to third-hand smoke at varying months, and as early as one month, they began to show signs of increased circulating inflammatory cytokines. Inflammatory cytokines are biomarkers, just like tumor necrosis factors and granulocyte macrophage colony simulating factors. They found all of those in the mice, including an increase in stress hormone, which is the epinephrine. The damage from this third-hand smoke exposure continued after two, four, and six months. You're probably wondering what was the damage. Such damages include oxidative stress and molecular damage. Some of the mice also became hyperglycemic, which could mean that insulin resistance could be a consequence of long-term exposure. Looking at the conclusion of the study, it basically implies that increased exposure to third-hand smoke can have dramatic effects. And just like I've said before, these are mice and you can't really compare them to humans, but additional studies with human subjects are still needed, as the study says, to fully understand the implications of the third-hand smoke. So let me summarize. Third-hand smoke is a smoke that settles after somebody smokes on surfaces. Then one gets in contact with it through skin, ingestion, and we think that these compounds enter the body and do the negative effects that they do. And how do we know that is because we look at the biomarkers. We couldn't find these biomarkers in humans because we haven't done any experiments on humans yet, but we found them in mice. And after a while, we started to see all kinds of problems occurring in these mice. I think it's pretty interesting. And next time you book a hotel, just ask them for a non-smoking room because you may be exposed to third-hand smoke. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope I taught you something new today. If you find this episode interesting, send it to someone who might benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.